Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tasty Dragons, the Toddcast, the video game podcast that all of you Zoomers and Boomers and, you know, all the other people who are video <laughs> chatting out there doing. Loomers. Ooh. Oh, Loomers. <laughs> uh, this week, uh, the kingdom animals are coming in cycles. Uh, the news is full of streaming delays. Our topic is adapting. And the dragon this week is one to mark on your calendars. Uh, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. Yeah, and uh, we're going to be doing things a little differently this week. Uh, hopefully what our mics that, uh, kind of sync up. Well, you know, uh, there's been kind of an order handed down that everybody should not be uh, seeing huh, like each a, other. Like a fallen order? <laughs> Ooh, oh no. Not a Jedi a, fallen order. Oh, <laughs> or like like a pizza order? Oh, it would be better if it was a pizza order. Oh, that'd be what, way if, what if the governor mandated that everyone eat pizza today? Oh, then I would vote for another four years. <laughs> happy day. Oh, happy day. <laughs> that would be the best. <laughs> also be the best for all of the local mom and pop shops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're actually um, doing this remotely. Uh, we dropped off some microphones last week when we did record our last episode. And, Curbside uh, pickup. That's right. <laughs> and uh, so uh, currently Troy and Amanda are in their house and Joe and myself are in ours. Uh, still yeah, downstairs. You know, we're rocking that stay at home life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. That, that's six feet apart at all times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get the tattoo. <laughs> on my butt. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> this is where we're at. This is where quarantine is. Yeah, one of those. If you can read this, uh, my pants are down. <laughs> if you can read this, I'm probably at home. Yeah. <laughs> I just realized we all didn't even have to get dressed. We could have stayed in our PJs for this. Oh, we can. Oh, man. It's okay. I'm still... I'm still half in my PJs. Yeah, <laughs> I wore half of this yesterday. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. But it's cool for us trying a new format. To try and uh, get out there. That's right. And keep the podcast going no matter what. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, again, if our mics are slightly off, like Joe's and I's sound one way, Amanda's and Troy's sounds another way, well, we're trying our best. <laughs> what we're saying is it's not our microphones, it's in your head. That's right. It's totally you. <laughs> well, technically, sound is in their heads. So, yeah, that works out. <laughs> Brian, why you got to bring it down like that? Why you got to robot this place up with like science and technical things? I think it's because I sound like a robot in your guys' headphones right now, so that, that kind of helps. You mean you sound like your true self? <laughs> oh, no, they know, Joe. Say. They've known for a long time, Brian. Yeah, but just no one will believe us. It's okay. We like you anyway. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's Beep true. Boop. <laughs> Please this tell the overlords is... we've been kind. You guys have been perfectly fine. You'll be good. You'll be good. <laughs> good. I'm looking at you, dishwasher. Don't you rebel on me. Oh, they're going to rebel against Again. me as well. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> We're all in trouble if the dishwashers rise up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's let's get into our games. What are you playing? And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's start off with you, Troy. What are you playing this week? About a year ago today, I made a promise on this very podcast that I was going to complete. A loved and storied yet confusing franchise. <laughs> There's a lot of those. Um, and so I did. Start it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kingdom Hearts 3 came out last year, and I wanted to jump, just jump right into the game. Mm -hmm. But I've only played Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, 
And it was way too confusing. I didn't understand anything. I tried to look on YouTube to watch some videos, and it was still confusing. And everyone who loved the series was saying, you just have to play the games to understand. So I said, fine. And I stole uh, my friend's <laughs> Kingdom Hearts <laughs> game <laughs> collection. <laughs> Thanks, Louis. Um, and I've been working my way through the Kingdom Hearts uh, franchise. Mm -hmm. That was a year ago. And I think I made like, I got like four or five games deep, like right up into Birth by Sleep before even I was like, I can't do this anymore. Please. <laughs> I don't know if I'm awake. I don't know if I'm sleeping. I don't know if it's my memory or not. I don't know who Riku is. Who's the real Riku? Who's Xenohort? Who's the real Xenohort? Ah! It was just way too much. So I took a break. Okay. Now, did I expect that break to be a full year? <laughs> I mean, I did. Mm. But <laughs> <laughs> you saw the writing on the wall. Oh, I did. <laughs> uh, I fell off of it, and I lost my gusto for it. But since we are around a year, you know, uh, uh, at a soft anniversary for this podcast, I figured I would jump back into the series, and I picked back up where I stopped, which was Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance. Ooh. So this is a game that came out after Birth by Sleep, but canonically is before Birth by Sleep. Because you know, Kingdom Hearts. Here's what's cool about it. It's a regular Kingdom Hearts game. You get the same places, the fighting, the locales. But what they added is actually pretty interesting. You play as Riku, which is the dude with the silver hair, and Sora, which is like the main Kingdom Hearts person. But what happens is like after like three minutes of playing as one character, they just fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> And then you wake up as the other character who's in like a parallel universe of the same uh, area. They're also tired of playing Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> That's so why they're like, sleeping. Do I gotta do this again? Uh, I don't even know what's happening. And this is my life. <laughs> there's, one, there's one point in this game where Sora wakes up. Because the premise of this is that it's not really happening. Like all of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> and he's he's grown up throughout the series. But when he wakes up. He's a kid again, but in his grown-up clothes. And huh. he goes, what's going on? And I'm like, exactly. <laughs> uh, so actually, the mechanic is pretty cool of, of having to kind of play two games, two characters at once. It reminded me of like Grand Theft Auto V, where you play as like three main characters. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of swapping between them to get the full story. It kind of feels like that. Are you also beating up hookers and driving people's cars into lakes? Oh, no, uh, Donald is not in this game. Okay. <laughs> That's Donald's bag. I don't ask questions. I don't get involved. Um, and that's cool. Other than that, the combat's really fun. They added new environmental um, um, interactions. So, like, you can be fighting in, in, you can be fighting one of the Heartless or one of their, you know, uh, enemies. And while you're fighting, you can run up to, like, a lamp pole, start swinging around it a bunch of times, cycling everybody into uh, your area, and then, like, dumping on them from above. And you could use rail guards to, like, skateboard yourself Tony Hawk style, you know, up a ledge and then grab air and then slam down on an enemy. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> After uh, swinging on a pole, does, like, money fly out of the screen? Like action? <laughs> yeah, but it's money spelled M-U-N-N-Y. Ah, fair enough, fair You enough. said you weren't beating up on strippers. <laughs> I am the stripper. <laughs> exactly. And Twist. they're beating up on me. Uh, so it's actually a really refreshing combat and a really refreshing game mechanic mm -hmm. in the world that is actually really tired and old, which actually is making me enjoy it. So I'm excited to continue down that franchise. Hopefully, I only have like three games and one DLC left. <laughs> 
or two games in one three games in one <laughs> two games in one I don't know anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm back on it. All right. All right. Fingers crossed I don't come across a little mermaid level. <laughs> I hope not as well. <laughs> Brian, Brian, don't you dare. I won't, I won't, I won't. <laughs> all right, all right. So uh, how about you, Joe? What did you play this week? I played a game uh, called, I think I believe it's pronounced Cressabit. It's, uh, it's actually a game about uh, relaxation and ang- it's like to help you with anxiety. Uh, I was uh, kind of scrolling through Apple Arcade and just looking at some new apps and I kind of stumbled upon it. It has a really fun uh, visual to it. It's mostly black and white, and it's all like heavy, bold-lined drawings. And um, I don't know if anybody's old enough to remember Highlights Magazine, or if, if anybody yeah. remember like, oh, like, oh, I love, I love those. those. Oh man, any doctor's office. Let's right, go. right. Yeah. They were like the best <laughs> thing ever. So there was a part of Highlights that was really cool, uh, and it's basically a uh, pick. What's wrong with the picture? They would show you a picture, and then there would be a picture next to it, and they'd tell you what what's the differences. And they, you know, they on one of the pages it had all the answers, but there'd be like thirty something differences in this small, tiny picture. And that's basically what this game is. It's a really calming sounding game. Visually, it's very appealing. It's very, uh, it's just you you click on pieces of it and it moves, and then there are questions you answer after you're done touching all the pieces of the board. So it'd be like, what color was the ribbon on the book? Uh, you know, and it it basically just shows you a piece of the a, a ribbon, and it's in black and white, and then it has the colors right below it so it doesn't even ask you a question it just has a a picture and you have to decipher what it means by the picture oh. so like one of the things is uh, how many birds are in the picture but if you didn't click on the lightning bolt the lightning bolt didn't make the clouds go away and there there were more birds underneath the clouds so it's kind of like a puzzle and, solving yeah, yeah it's it's a neat little it's very <laughs> it's a fun interactive visual puzzle basically and it's got like raindrop sounds in the background and it has like very calming music of wind and things and it was it was touted as a anxiety and uh, anxiety anxiety crushing essentially <laughs> <laughs> like a relaxation game and i was like well that is a interesting bunch of phrases you guys have put together i have to look at this now so so like so like is this just asmr the game no, because it's all it's all sounds that are uh, they're musical. It, no matter how much it's mm. raindrops and wind, it is still making music essentially. So uh, the only parts of it that I would think would be ASMR is the actual sound of you when you press something. It has like a special sound, and then when you, when it has wind motion, that kind of thing is a kind of just a gotcha. normal sound. Interesting. But yeah, it's a, it's actually really fun. I think it's on iOS. I don't know if it's in the Google Play yet. But it was just, it was like one ninety nine, and it seemed like fun. It's got like 30 plus levels. And I was like, you know what? That sounds super calming. Um, what was the name of it? I believe it's called Cressabit. C-R-E-S-S-A-B-I-T. Cressabit. For a second there, I thought you said crest a bit. And I was like, oh, is this a pizza like crest making game? Because that would calm me up. Dude, if the, there's, a, there's a level, one of the early levels is a piece of pizza. And it is amazing. Oh. Oh, I think it sounds like a like a French pastry, like a croissant. I'd like a croissant and two quesabits, please. Hey, please, please. I think uh, Troy has just got pizza on the mind. He's just going back to pizza all the time. All right. To be honest, we just had our first pizza in a very long time. Oh, really? <laughs> it did. It was so, so wonderful. Pizza's on my mind. Pizza's on my mouth. Pizza's in my belly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good place for pizza to I, be, in the belly. <laughs> I'm about to pray to the almighty God of pizza in one second. Like <laughs> Religion will be made <laughs> after today. <laughs> all right well cool cool good game there joe uh i will go next i ended up playing a game called the cycle two 
Um, it is a uh, it's a Souls like, so kind of like um, like Dark Souls or um, or Sekiro. So it's hard and punishing. <laughs> it's supposed to be, I think, but like the game mechanics oh. are kind of like that way. So like if you uh, rest in your med bay. Um, you, you all the enemies respawn um, if you die all of the like tech scrap is what they call it um, all of your tech scrap gets lost so you have to go up and refind it so it's, it's it is in like that however it's a very futuristic game it's basically our world but like nanite nanites have like infected the atmosphere so now people are like coming down with like nanite sickness blah 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 um, it's basically just like a hack third and slash person thing. RPG. Uh yeah, third person. Oh, okay, hack and slash. Yeah, third person. Uh, it is very much just like if you've played, if you played Sekiro, if you played, um, Dark Souls, if you played uh, Bloodborne, one of those types of games. It's pretty much just exactly that. So you have a whole you bunch know, of Brian. Yeah. Um, Kingdom Hearts is a third person hack and slash too. I didn't see you here saying it's a Kingdom Hearts like. Why you got to got a Dark Souls first? Because <laughs> uh, I think this was kind of fun at least. So I think that helped. <laughs> Uh, uh, but like i i I take it the game was supposed to be hard but i found just like one combo with one of the weapons because there's a whole bunch of different weapon types as well in the game so you have like spears you have like uh two-handed stuff you have uh hammers it's a whole bunch of different weapons but the one weapon i ended up gravitating towards and i found a really good combo with it um just like decimated enemies and like no time whatsoever so i was just blowing through this game <laughs> extremely what, what fast what weapon was it um it was a um it was a flamethrower uh but it oh, but it like well, was it yeah if but everyone it was... else has <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it was attached to your, to my hand so like i didn't like That's shoot flames worse. out of it what, i was hitting people with it spears and daggers and you have a <laughs> flamethrower coming out of your hand what <laughs> just because i set them on fire doesn't mean that they didn't have a chance uh, <laughs> although the way i was playing it no they had no chance it was <laughs> but I, I so oh, goodness so i started this game maybe about two or three weeks ago and I, I beat it this week and what i really enjoyed about the game was like uh the the learning curve because i i did it did take me a little while to figure out that combo how to actually dodge how to uh how to go out of the way um because i think you were supposed to block in this game but i'm with i'm on team manda this year i'm not blocking uh so <laughs> no, blocking. Uh, no blocking so i was just dodging out of the way um but the thing i really liked about it is after i beat it the credits rolled and then after the credits it showed you your playtime. Uh, compared to how everybody else's playtime. So I beat it in oh, 20 fun. hours, and then it said average uh, 25 hours. And then it Ooh. said uh, how many deaths I had. I think I had like 42 deaths or something like that. And it said the average was 98. Um, and then it went zone by zone, and it showed me when people beat that zone, how many deaths they had in that zone versus you, uh, what the averages were. So it, it also showed you, oh, you... You died a lot at the very beginning, but then you had hardly any deaths at the end, which is kind of seemed like how everybody else was as well with this game. Uh, so it was really cool to see myself compared to everybody else, which I thought was very interesting uh, concept nice. that I had. So, yeah, I but the game was pretty good. Um, it was, I mean, it was kind of one note. Uh, I, I played it using the, um, the Xbox Game Pass for the Windows because I don't have an Xbox. Uh, so I played it for free using that. So if you if you have it if you have it either the Xbox or if you have a, a Windows and you have the Game Pass, you can play it for free right now. 
So fun. Right yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh so yeah, that was my game. The cycle two. It was okay. <laughs> the cycle continues. The cycle continues, that's right. Uh now that leaves us with you, Amanda. What did you play this week? I'm continuing to play Animal Crossing. Uh, it's it's still very engaging. It's definitely different than it was the first week. Uh, I'm still very much enjoying it, but the, I feel like my my frantic pace has slowed down a little bit. <laughs> so I can like We're, eat and relax and do other things sometimes. It's That's your good. frantic pace. It's been all of our frantic pace. <laughs> it kind of has, yeah. We are all in this together, babe. <laughs> uh, but the, the bunny event started this week, which has been a lot of fun. Uh, we can collect a- eggs to trade for furniture. Uh, but for me, bunny day started a day late, which was the most frustrating thing. Uh-huh. Is um, I had progressed far enough in the game to get credits. So the thing that spawns credits happened, uh-huh. uh, which was very exciting for me because it unlocked new tools and I was super happy. Uh, but because that happened on April 1st, I did not get any eggs. Oh. Uh, that event didn't start till April 2nd. So I was ridiculously frustrated. Like, but just, but everyone else gets to play the game and I don't get to, nothing, nothing. <laughs> did you get cherry blossoms on that day? I, I did. I did get okay. cherry blossoms. Okay. Okay. Well, you got the better part of it anyway. You're good. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, but then in the other room, there's me being like, oh, look, there's a sky balloon. Oh, it's got a sky egg in it. Oh, no, I got a water egg. Oh, look, it's a stone egg. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, Troy's like, do you want to come over to my town? You can get some eggs. And I was like, yeah. And then I get there and he's like, oh, you can. Oh, no, I already picked up all of this. Well, all right. Well, try to. Oh, no, they don't really come back, do they? Oh, right. Uh, you can fish. Yeah. You can fish. And every but single it's... fish is an egg instead of a fish. It's kind of awful. <laughs> Yeah, I, I realized after the day was done that this is just going to make gathering wood and gathering fish longer. Oh, yeah. Um, so I hope this bunny stuff pays off because if I collect all these eggs and make stuff, maybe I can make some good money off of it or whatever. Or, I'm okay with that. Or maybe if you want to fish, you can go to an island. I don't th- I don't think the eggs persist through they the do. mysterious islands. Oh, oh they, they do. do. No! Yeah, they do. Not only do they persist, they're actually... Um, it's worse. It's worse. And by worse, I mean there's more eggs during, in the islands. <laughs> if you talk to your villagers, your villagers are like, hey, you should really go to an island. I hear the rocks there are mostly eggs if you hit them. Blah, 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 oh, blah, no. blah, 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 blah. If you really wanted to grind, but you already used all of your island's resources, yes. you could go to the mysterious island and, and get more eggs. Exactly. Okay. That's uh, and that's what okay, I it only doing. lasts for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's only two sure. weeks. Let's talk about that rabbit real quick. Oh, God. What is that? Dude, <laughs> if the zipper up its back is terrifying. There, there's a zipper? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's okay. zipper. Okay, so, so you wake up one day in Animal Crossing, and this, like, horrifyingly creepy rabbit is outside your door, hopping all around like like mad. And then he tells you about this event, and he's going to be back in 12 days. Yeah. <laughs> he is magic. Uh, the villagers, okay, so I've been talking to my villagers a lot. So okay. so the eggs are there by magic, which is why they can come out of, like, trees you're chopping. And they, they're candy. They're not eggs. They're candy eggs. Because you can eat them. Because you can eat them, yes. Okay. But you can also craft with them. So they're candy that you can make a bed out of. But but he is hiding them, right? No, they're, it's they, magic. It's it's literally magic. It's literally magic. He He's huh. uh he's decided to let you know that he, they're only outside. They are all over the place outside. They're not in your house. So unlike a normal Easter egg hunt... You know, it would be yes, out, you yeah. know. But like, not under your bed. Nope. Because that's where I'll be. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Dude, uh, one of our friends had taken a screenshot of him. Not So the character constantly moves. He's always hopping and always moving. Yes. 
Well, she got a picture of him standing in between two buildings, not moving, just standing there. And so she oh, put no. herself in the perspective where it's kind of further behind her, kind of like a horror movie. There's like a thing standing in between two houses, just staring <laughs> oh, at her. Gosh. It is. He is the most terrifying looking thing. I am. Oh, if you walk away from him and you just keep him just like just in your, your in your vision, he stops hopping and he goes. And then he like relaxes, like he's just <laughs> pretending to do it while you're there. That's hilarious. <laughs> this is like thirteen nights at Freddy's or at Zippers, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. But but uh, creepy bunny aside, I'm still yes. very much enjoying the game. Yeah. I did unlock the last two tools, uh, which are the ability to sculpt the cliffs and the water. Uh, but I realized as soon as I got them that I've become very attached to my island and I don't want to change anything. So I was like running around being like, just wow. no, just no. So I haven't used them yet. That's like, the, <laughs> that's like the poignant point of this game is the first exactly. thing you want is the ability to change your island. And once you get there, you realize you've loved this island all along. Yep. Wow. I, it was as soon as they gave us infrastructure changes. You want to move where that building is? Not really. At this point, I've now kind of changed everything around it to be like, <laughs> <Right>? it's... it's <laughs> Like, I, if I move that, you know how many other things I have to move now? No, I'm good. This is fine. <laughs> this is just that stone songs. Love the one you're with. <laughs> Again. But still, it's a fun. I plan to continue to play it for the foreseeable future. I'm, I'm tippering down. My, my, uh, I'm starting to, to feel that, that moment where I'm like, okay. Well, I can play it a little less. You, you check back in every few weeks? Yeah, yeah. No, I'll, only events? I do think I'll check in every day and just kind of do my chores, but but I don't think I'm going to invest to try and, and, and you know bust out you know money payments and stuff. Oh, oh yeah, you're yeah, petering yeah. off, but you're still going to play every day. You're not to the like the, oh, maybe I'll pick it up at yeah, summertime. because okay. right now it's all consuming <laughs> <laughs> for the past two weeks. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, it's got me. It's got me still. I'm I'm going to be playing every day for quite some time, especially during cherry blossom season. This is my favorite event they do the right. entire year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's still great. Still great. All right. So uh, that'll do it for our games. And I'll bring us to our news segments. News, 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 news. This is very different when we're separated by uh, by several miles. Uh, <laughs> and like a slight time delay. Just a little <laughs> bit, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this week, uh, we're also going to start with a new topic called uh, Stop It, COVID. Uh, so this week <laughs> on Stop It, COVID, uh, The Last of Us has been delayed indefinitely due to the COVID and coronavirus. So Stop it, COVID. Stop it, man. <laughs> Stop it, COVID. Uh, we... Uh, we at first thought it was because um, our guest, our informer regular, Lewis, had pre-ordered it, but he did not pre-order this game, which is shocking, uh, which because is why I thought it was. says he didn't. Yeah, I know. Because in the past, he pre-ordered, uh, uh, was it Resident Evil? Red Dead. Red, Red Dead. Dead Redemption Red Dead. 2. And it's like, as soon as he did, the game got delayed by like a year. Yep. <laughs> Same thing with uh, Kingdom Hearts 3. And like everything he pre-orders yeah like way ahead of time gets canceled or, or indefinitely delayed. So we probably should rename this. Stop it. Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. Lewis. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, unfortunately it's been delayed due to the coronavirus, which I, I am expecting a lot more delays. Um, but you know, hopefully it doesn't affect it too badly with a lot of the games that are going to be coming out. Um, yeah. And then uh, next on the news, uh, Sea of Thieves, the Microsoft game, uh, is coming to Steam. 
So it's going to be being sold on the Steam Workshop. I don't think it has a date yet. I think it was actually just announced today mm-hmm. or yesterday. So, uh, will it still be cross-platform? Could Steam users play with Xbox or Microsoft users? I believe so. I believe that is the plan. Um, okay. Because I think it'd be really Actually, weird if it was sectioned off. Um, AJ, our fact checker and resident uh, Sea of Thieves enthusiast, yes. uh, could you double check that for us and yeah. see if it's cross-platform? Yes, please Thanks, do. Thanks, AJ. <laughs> uh, and then uh, in other news, Sony has donated $10 million to the World Health Organization's Sol- uh, Solidarity Response Fund uh, for the coronavirus. Cool. So, cool. So all those funds are going to go directly to helping um, uh, combat the coronavirus uh, and doing research and all awesome. that other good stuff. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, yeah. It's nice to see that if companies are big enough and can do so, that they will contribute because, you know, the ones getting sick are your consumers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the last bit of news that we have is uh, Borderlands 3 developers, um, which is Gearbox uh, software. Um, I think that's it. I hope it is. Uh, <laughs> AJ, uh, fact checker. Fact checker. Thank you. Uh, but <laughs> the developers are going to be getting less bonuses than they thought. Uh, so with uh, with the way the studio works is um, they have quarterly bonuses every single, well, quarter. So every three months they get bonuses, <laughs> uh, depending on how well uh, their games do and how well the company does. So after all of the uh, funds are recouped, uh, all the royalties are split between the company and the employees. So 60% of it goes to the company and the other, the remaining 40% goes to the employees, which is actually a pretty cool concept that they do. Um, so like with Borderlands 2, uh, they had so much um, uh, bonuses and royalties, all the employees, that they were able to buy houses with just their bonuses. Uh, so they were kind of hoping for the same with Borderlands 3, but because they have so many new employees or the amount of employees and uh, how much the game actually costs to make, uh, they have they, their bonuses were nowhere near what they were hoping it was going to be. So that's kind of sad. <laughs> but, you know, right. hopefully it'll pick up for them. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. Yeah, yeah I thought that was just a little interesting. So, uh, so yeah, that'll do it for uh, that little bit. And then uh, we have the eSports ball news with um, Hovid Tress Treble. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa there. <laughs> you nailed it. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. I tried. I you tried. got it. For the first time yet, you really got it right. I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh, wait. Yes, I can. My name is Hunter Trip Tanner. Your sports guy who's most fly coming in live despite bride guy's attempts for demise. Son <laughs> man that was just really well done right off the cuff wasn't even written down or anything <laughs> what you trying to say brian listen i don't care what you got to say because you know what i got to talk about What's sports that? and that's Ooh. all that matters right now especially the electronic ones i will say only the electronic ones <clears throat> let's move on to e-nascar remember last week i talked about how the nascar stuff was happening oh, yeah. well guess what they did it again. Oh, and wow. let me tell you all something. It's freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so it turns out when professional race car drivers are put into a virtual simulation of race car driving, their care about themselves and others go right out the window. <laughs> there were so many crashes. At one point, uh, one of the players actually got the first ever yellow flag in professional, like eSport, whatever, you know, NASCAR, racing stuff. Um, because he purposefully tried to bump the person in front of him to make him spin out. But what happened? 
He missed. <laughs> and he spun out. And his car did all the flips. But you know what? He's fine. Because there's no real humans in this. This is why this is a better system. <laughs> when asked about it, uh, this driver actually blamed it. Believe this. On his dog. <laughs> I mean, it's the perfect excuse, you know? What am I? What am I in second grade? I'm going to blame the dog for all of my, 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 my homework and whatnot, things I couldn't do right? But it's also the cute excuse, so you can't actually, like, fault him because it's like, ah, but it's his dog. With the popo. It is very cute. It is very cute. <laughs> but you know what? If he had gotten it right, you think he still would have blamed the dog? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> if he actually spun that guy out and was like, hey, I don't know. Um, pretty interesting stuff. They're going to continue down that road, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Hey. Um, <laughs> and continue to bring more uh, e-NASCAR matches to you. In other esports news, the Overwatch League came back last week, as I discussed, but the Overwatch League issued new bans on certain heroes. Now, normally what they do is they take the, the certain heroes that you can play with, they pick uh, a couple from here and there, and then you cannot use them for the next week. This is for the professionals. Well, guess what? This week, they had a ban on one of the most controversial characters in the Overwatch League. That's right, May, the ice-wielding hero character. What's interesting about this is that for three or four weeks with these bands, they have been hoping that May randomly gets picked by the announcers. They use like a raffle wheel to pick characters. Uh -huh. So far, May has not been picked. But what method did they use this week? Somebody's cat. <laughs> <laughs> because they're not around anymore, they're doing it from home. So they pretty much had uh, one of the announcers, uh, her name is Zoe. They had her cat at the keyboard and just had the cat randomly press stuff on the keyboard that was set up to, to like randomly select uh -huh. and boom would you have it may is banned for this week in the overwatch league that's it also was not only a good time for overwatch it was also incredibly cute everyone loved it I was you know say, what they that's... say never send a man to do a cat's job <laughs> <laughs> well also, known it's the cute excuse what are you gonna do blame the cat <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's right. Like, like everyone was just like, oh, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. fine. <laughs> this is going forward. I think just animals should be uh, playing sports. Oh, agreed. Oh. Agreed. Animals should be playing esports. That's where we're headed. <laughs> Close down your dog races. Yeah. E dog racing sports. Anyway, no, don't do that either. Anyway, that's your sports for the week. I'm HTT. Now, back to you. Bri Bri Birdie. Ooh, you know, I might have to adopt that name. That's fine. I'm okay with that name. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for that, um, uh, Hogart. I, I don't know. I, I still can't remember your name. Well, thank you for that, you though. It. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, in our last segment, Turn Up For What? Amanda. Turn Up For What? Amanda, you got our Animal Crossing news. I do. I do. Turnip prices are expected to drop as distracted villagers turn their attentions to bunny day eggs. While the return on investment for these savory treats remains at only 200 bells, hopeful investors hold out for a windfall come April 12th when Zipper T. Bunny, the magical candy rabbit, promises sweet rewards. 
In other news, the illegal breeding and sale of tarantulas continues to rise as island residents destroy precious resources in order to turn a quick bell. Deemed dirty tarantula money by island officials, this upward swing is sure to affect the price of bells. This story and more next week. Until then, buy low, sell high, and stay safe. Thank you very much, Amanda, for that uh, turn up for what news and Animal Crossing news. Uh, so, yeah, that'll do it for our news segment. Uh, so that'll bring us to our next segment, which, uh, you know, Troy, um, I'm kind of tired of the tasty topics because uh, uh-huh. we spend a lot of time on them. And uh-huh. there's a lot of, you know, things that go into the beginning of it. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's 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 very tiring to do oh. every single week. Personally. That's fair. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even involved in it for the most part. It's all you, and I'm tired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine for you. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I'm weary. You're full. All right, oh, yeah, you're full. I'm full and weary. I'm, I'm tired but full. Okay, all right. Well, how about like a little morsel, like maybe, maybe like a little like mighty morsel. Oh, what? Yeah, like like a like an after dinner mint. Ooh, yeah. oh, like dessert. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm yeah. now I'm in. Yes, please. What do we have? The, um, you know, like um like stuff, like maybe like a uh a dinner mint, like Manda said. <laughs> See, look, I'm not very good at this. It's a mighty morsel. That's where we're gonna go with. That's the name of the topic. Mm. Mm. Num 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 num. <laughs> and uh, Joe is going to bring. Morsel? I don't know. Uh, Joe is going to bring it, it to us. Did yeah, he? yeah. It's going to be a tasty topic, but it's going to be shorter than a tasty topic because our tasty right. topic opening bit is too long. But now somehow we've made explaining that the topic is too long just as long as yes. tasty topic. <laughs> I'm not even editing any of this out. I'm leaving it all in. <laughs> Success. Um. Nailed it. So Joe, uh, what is our muddy morsel this week? Uh, I thought it might be fun to talk about how video games and a lot of really clever players are finding ways to experience real-life events digitally by recreating those spaces in video games themselves, those events and things. So uh, there's been a lot of really kind of just fun people just doing really neat things. Uh, I can start it off. Uh, there was two uh, two Japanese uh stories that came out of Animal Crossing. Uh, one of them is a Japanese company. Uh, all of the people who work in the office play Animal Crossing. So they recreated their office in Animal Crossing <laughs> and with their own, with their people looking like their people. And when they would meet up uh, to do meetings throughout the day, they would, you know, jump on Zoom or jump on uh, any type of video chat to have a whole meeting about something. But they would sit down at this table and as, as themselves, essentially, in Animal Crossing, and they would talk while the game was on in the background so that they could still have someone they were looking at, kind of, like, if, it, if they didn't have the chat. It was really neat. And then um, there was a fun That uh, sounds like caster. the cutest meeting ever, right? Oh, I, the pictures are adorable. <laughs> I hope whenever someone tells a joke, everyone at the table used the laugh emote. <laughs> right. They all, like, shake with the lines. <laughs> I hope so. Man, I hope so. Yeah. Uh, and Take there was that, a, COVID. You're not stopping us. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> There was another uh, fun thing. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. There was a sportscaster or a, a TV personality, essentially, uh, who decided they were going to uh, talk about tarantula chasing as if it was a sport. And so it was like a sportscaster telling you what was happening to a person as a tarantula chased them around the screen. <laughs> it was it's it's pretty awesome. real funny. Like, so it was it was 
a couple of things so it kind of became a thing and now more people are doing that where they're they're creating like races and chases with tarantulas that's scary <laughs> i'm always like yeah. I, i'm terrified when a tarantula is running after me <laughs> <laughs> as you should be <laughs> yeah um i think my favorite thing is um uh some classes are trying to recreate uh graduations uh, so like school graduations, they like recreated <laughs> their auditorium in Minecraft and they're trying to do a school graduation through Minecraft. Yeah, it's kind of uh, sweet, actually, because the, yeah. the kids that are graduating, I think it was in a, a Boston, Boston University where I saw uh-huh. this article, like the kids who are graduating are the kids that grew up in Minecraft and probably yep. know it the best. Yeah. So the idea that they're missing out on their graduation, but they're also they have like this common language, which is Minecraft. They didn't just just create the auditorium. They created the campus. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) So they could like go down Union Lane again or go to that bench that they used to hang out at. And they could, you know, in Minecraft world, get some closure for what was supposed to be one of the most, you know, um, uh, one of the pinnacles of their life so far. Oh, yeah. Um, Pretty cool. Take that, COVID. (laughs) That's right. the, the one I saw is probably the saddest thing I can think of. Is, uh, Tro- <laughs> Troy and I, uh, our anniversary is coming up. So so um, is your anniversary. Your anniversary. Right. So we, yeah. we can all appreciate the amount of planning that goes into a wedding. Well, imagine right now if you had been planning a wedding, uh, no one can fly and all of the event spaces are, sh- are shut down and none of the food vendors are still open. So uh, they had a couple that recreated their wedding inside of a video game. Oh. Is, uh, they, you know, they made the scenery and then you know, all their guests attended. Aww. And I was like, that's, that's cute. Because then at least you could do the things that you wanted to. You wouldn't have to give it up entirely. Probably cost way yeah, less, exactly. too. Yeah, yeah, right? I hope <laughs> they get a refund on all <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if we can just turn into virtual weddings. Dang. <gasps> Guys, we should retire and make a virtual <laughs> wedding company. That's right. 50 bucks. You want a wedding? <laughs> that 50 would be bucks. so cool. You wear whatever dress you want. They're, they're three dollars each. Yes. We have digital designers. They will do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> there is another fun, uh, fun one I read about. There's a guy. Um, he is uh, creating virtual simulations on Sims 4 with social distancing Sims. <laughs> and so he's basically creating quarantine inside the Sims. Aww. Wait, wasn't that already a Sim thing just to lock up a Sim with no yes. doors and no windows? Yeah, <laughs> yeah his newest video was uh, to create a space where a hundred Sims live in one building uh. in a room, them- each one in their own room that has everything they could need, the toilet, the stovetop, the bed. It just doesn't have a door. So he's just, no rooms have doors. It's a big giant like warehouse with a hundred sims and a hundred rooms do you like it's just do do you bet on which one dies last or (laughs) he said that's actually what's happened in a lot of these simulations he's creating he's creating these weird events where people would be social distancing to themselves like in real life only they're sims and they do not survive that just sounds like prison sims Yeah, well, like, welcome to our lives, Troy. <laughs> speaking, oh, oh no. speaking of things to sports and things to bet on is you, you make like three Sims and you put them in three identical rooms and then you just bet on which one dies first because even if you give them everything they need, they always end up like lighting themselves on fire or like they won't what? make their food and then they starve to death and you're like, the stove's right, it's right there. It's Why like am I the right only there. one who played Sims just to see them grow old and die naturally <laughs> and create I a family? I never played the Sims. <laughs> I never played these games. I played Sim City. That is the only Sims game I have ever played. Sim Every City time... still had a tornado button, just saying. I <laughs> it did. Gosh. Yeah. It did. It's weird. All right. Well, cool. I like that. I like that little mighty morsel. Um, 
It was not a Power Ranger, but it was cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, so now I'll bring us to our Dragon of the Week. It's the Dragon of the Week. Oh, it's so sleek. It's the Dragon of the Week. It'll make you freak. The Dragon of the Week. And uh, this week, yeah, I'm sure we're all just so off yeah. with, uh, with what we were saying. <laughs> yeah, your audio to us was like a full second behind. But yeah. it made for a pretty cool, like, uh, Gladys and the Pips vibe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, Dragon of the Week, uh, we're going to go back to uh, shining a little love on, uh, on gaming uh, people or studios or gaming in general. Uh, and this week's Dragon of the Week is Troy. Troy, what do you got for us? Oh, I got a dragon, y'all. Last week, we mentioned him as that guy who spoke mad math at us during the PlayStation 5 technical deep dive. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, watching that made me want to dive deep into that cat (laughs) and find out what was going on behind those beautiful glasses. So, yeah, that led me to Mark Cerny. Uh, Mark Cerny is the lead system architect which sounds like a Matrix character. (laughs) 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 But uh, he's the architect of the PlayStation 5, which, fingers crossed, is still coming out this year. (laughs) Oh, but hasn't Um, done anything yet. Wouldn't it be funny if the the system came out, but all the games got delayed? (laughs) 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 Be like, cool, great. Thanks, guys. Um, But I wanted to share a bit more about how he got to that point. So let's take it back, way back to the 19 diggities. And that means just 1982. (laughs) Um, Mark had enrolled as a freshman at the University of California. Uh, He then received an invitation to hang out at a friend's house who was, you know, having a little party. Uh, What was that friend's name? Oh, that that friend's name was Atari. (laughs) (laughs) So Mark Cerny promptly dropped out of college. He was 17 years old and started working for Atari. Nice. Wait. Is Atari the name of a person? No. Wait, it might be. We'll have to look into that. AJ, is Atari the name of an actual person or just a company? Thanks. Fact check that (laughs) for us. Um, Can you imagine that? 17 years old? Like, I was just discovering how to read about video games (laughs) in magazines. He's literally working for Atari. Ugh. Anyway, uh, he went on to create games there, developing games like Millipede, Major Havoc, but most importantly, Marble Madness, which is a great game. Oh, what a good game. And that was like his baby. Like he made Marble Madness Um, and it was a smash success. He was only 18 years old when he made Marble Madness. Jeez, that's madness. That, that is madness. You could have called it math madness. I'm sure that's what he wanted to call it all along. So, oh, how can I put math into this? But you know what? Mark said, that ain't enough. With that success under his belt, he found himself drawn to the hardware side of gaming. And by the late 80s, he got a job working in Japan with Sega. Not a bad choice, Cerny. Sega. Not a bad choice. <laughs> Hit it again, Mandy. Sega. <laughs> we have to do it. It's, it's oh, we have contract. to. We have to. <laughs> um, he took some new training from there and got a lot of good hookups in Japan. And he came back home to establish a Sega branch in the U.S. called the Sega Technical Institute. There, he worked on a lot of games for the Master System, for the Genesis. But Sonic the Hedgehog 2 would be the most famous among them. 
like he was in charge of making the sequel to Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh wow! <laughs> and he's like twenty at this point. <laughs> that was a good game. Well, it's like the late eighties, so he's probably like twenty-three. We'll give him that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Early to mid twenties, still way more than you should be putting on somebody <laughs> that age. Yeah. I was still working on which couch couch is best to sleep on. <laughs> is it the living room? Or is it the foyer? I don't know. That's right. We had a foyer. We had a couch in our foyer. Don't judge my mom. <laughs> so he he uh, literally is working for Sega. Worked on Sonic the Hedgehog. But you know what? Mark said, that ain't enough. He left Sega in 1992 to join another little known newly formed company called Crystal Dynamics. I know Joe's heard of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this guy gets with Atari, then then just jumps over to Sega, and now he's mm-hmm. pioneering Crystal Dynamics. Goodness. Anyway, uh, while he was there, um, he, uh, he made some old friends, or he connected with some old friends who worked in Sony, and he heard from them that they were working on some new console thing, and he's like, I thought you guys just made TVs and Walkmans. <laughs> and they're like, we got something cooking. And so he flew to uh, Japan, met up with Shue Yoshida, um, who's one of the ex- y- y- young executive there, and was like, yo, can I get one of them dev kits? <laughs> and, he, and then he's like, what do you mean? I know, you know what I mean. One of them PlayStation <laughs> dev kits. Can I get one for Crystal Dynamics? And Shuei's like, all right, but don't tell anybody. <laughs> so Crystal Dynamics uh, became one of the first developers to get a dev kit for the original PlayStation. And then, wow. obviously, that showed to be fruitful because they made freaking Tomb Raider. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that, like, that like you know, definitely made the, the PlayStation in many ways. I was about to say, that worked out pretty well for Sony as well. Yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> it was I. So he did this amazing work with Atari, did amazing work with Sega, did amazing work with uh, with uh, Crystal Dynamics. But you know what? <laughs> Mark Cerny said, Mm-mm, this ain't enough. He left Crystal Dynamics to join Universal Studios, who had de- who had um, a brand new developing game department, um, where within four years he became the acting president of. <laughs> wow. Now, the cool thing about this job is that Universal didn't know jack about video games, so they just let Mark Cerny they just let Mark Cerny do whatever it is Mark Cerny do, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is brilliant. Um, most notably, during his time there, he signed on two developers to his company um, that had very few people in part of their team. The first company that he signed on was Naughty Dog. <laughs> Um, yes. Which Mark would go on to then help develop the first Crash Bandicoot game. The wow. second company he brought on was Insomniac Games, which Mark would <laughs> then help to develop Spyro the Dragon. Jeez. What? <laughs> <laughs> with all of his business savvy and with his homeboys in uh in um in in uh in Japan, he went to his uh, friend Shuei and was like, "Hey, you know how you help me out?" Well, I got a couple developers here that'll actually help PlayStation out. Let me slide Crash and <laughs> Spy. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. Um, he said, let me slide uh, Crash and Spyro over to you. You do what you want to do. And Sony was like, yeah, we'll take that. <laughs> um, he ended up taking a step back from those franchises to let just let the, um, the companies or the developers do what the developers want to do. Mm-hmm. And the developers ended up having a beautiful, long-storied relationship with Sony, as we all know. 
that has brought us the fruit of Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank, Uncharted, Spider-Man, Last of Us. All these games have come because of this dude's decision <laughs> to buy Jeez. these companies. That's awesome. <sighs> but you know what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Mark said, that ain't enough. <laughs> <laughs> He left Universal Studios and made his own company called Cerny Games because he kind of felt like, all right, I keep making things for other people. I'm just good at that. I'm not here to be in charge of things. I'm just a great like consultant. <laughs> and like I got great ideas and I can make stuff happen. Let me make a company based in that. So he made his own company called Cerny Games. And his old friend, Shue, called him up and was like, all right, let's just cut it. You want to work on the PlayStation 2? <laughs> <laughs> And so Mark was like, you got it. And uh, he helped work on uh, working on the video drives for the PlayStation 2. And while he was there, he created a new method of, of game development. Because he also helped uh, launch Jack and Daxter and things like that. And it's called The Method. And it's a, it, it's, a, it's a type of game development that is now being used in most game developers' like protocols. And so like, I could go into it. It's really interesting what, what his uh, method is. But to boil it down, it's a plan that puts a huge emphasis on pre-planning. So that you kind of create like a game before you even create a game. Like the idea is to do so much pre-planning and preliminary work that you can actually make a very rough working title um, that, and then have people play it so that if they like it, then you can move on to pouring the big money into the game. He mm -hmm. has saved tons of money for many developers who have tried to refine uh, you know, their process uh, throughout mm -hmm. the year. So this guy just made that. Um, nice. Sony said, you know, we like this guy. We consulted him. So they put him back on the PS3. He helped develop Uncharted and Resistance for Insomniac Games. Um, after all that, Sony was like, hey, why didn't the PS3 beat Xbox 360? And then Mark was like, I'll be right back. And then he did some nerd stuff, came back, threw a bunch of nerd math at them. And they were like, okay, you're just going to be the PS4's lead designer. <laughs> we don't understand what you said, but you seem to know what you're doing. Um, and then he was the lead designer with PS4, which when it came out has now, you know, skyrocketed to almost having comparable prices to the PlayStation 2, which is saying mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah. Um, he also made Knack, which, <laughs> hey, you know what? Nothing's always going to, it's not always going to work out. It's not. It's not but hey, they, they he did get a sequel. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, they got a sequel. <laughs> I feel like they made a sequel just because he's Mark Cerny. And they were like, probably. hey man, just, you're really nice. You're cool. But also that game to me feels like if you were to take Knack and do a personification of that game, it's just Mark Cerny. He is everything that game is, just an embodiment. Just, I actually really love Knack. I mean, it, it's charming. It's fun. It's not. It's, it is. It's easier to play than it is to understand it sometimes, but <laughs> it's still fun. Uh, he also was the lead designer for the PlayStation Vita, which is one of Joe's favorite uh, yeah. consoles. Oh, I love the Vita. So he actually helped design the look and the feel of it. The reason why that felt so good is because of this guy. The screen and how it worked with the layout, it's because of this guy. Having joy uh, joysticks or dual joysticks, but it still fit in your pocket, is because of this guy. Yeah, um, there's a touchscreen on the back, so that you can also do stuff with your hands on the back of the screen. Of the oh, back. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, it was kind of awkward, but cool. It was. It was. Oh, it certainly was. Tearaway was an amazing game. Tearaway was. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, he obviously this guy's won a slew of, slew of awards. Um, notably, so he won the Game Developers Choice Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, wow. Um, and he was inducted into the Academy of Interactive Arts and Sciences Hall of Fame. And I would say, rightfully so. Oh, well deserved. Well deserved. 
I feel like this guy is pretty much built like modern gaming as we know it. And it's very um, comforting to know that he is fully in charge of where the PlayStation 5 is going. Yeah. Um, I couldn't be more uh, excited and uh, I, I couldn't trust something that I care so much of, so much about in, in, in someone else's hands other than Mark Cerny because he's so good at what he does. Yeah. Um, you he, letting him hold your baby. Yeah. Well, he's giving me my baby. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. He he's on his third term right now. <laughs> All right. No, I, I I regret my analogy. <laughs> um. So thank you, Mark Cerny, for bringing us so much math joy every time we see you. And uh, all the more power to you. Thank you for starting in this game industry when you were 17 so that you could still be so young and bringing so much more to the game industry now. Thanks, man. Yeah. Well done. Well done. Thank you. And well said, sir. Well said. Thank you for understanding um, that math so we don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> someone's <right>. got to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I came up with some of a name for him because he wanted to include math. So maybe how about like Mad Math? Ooh. Yeah. Math, math Cerny. <laughs> yeah, Mad Math Cerny. I like that. <laughs> Let's go with that one. I like it. I like it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, nicely done there, Troy. I um, didn't realize that one person had so much to do with uh, my life. He really is like he really is like the architect in the Matrix. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just been secretly behind it all <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> is that neighbor you had when you were a child that like always helped you out like <gasps> you didn't realize it but he was always there oh, that like, was mark cerny he, he's that also santa Mercer. claus <laughs> 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 that would not surprise me uh, <laughs> it's the closest we're gonna get i think uh but <laughs> oh yeah right, well, well, santa claus ain't coming ain't coming to houses this year <laughs> no Stay at home, Santa. Oh, I hope yeah, I do. hope that this doesn't last till Christmas. But the idea of putting people putting Santa classes out with COVID masks on is very yeah. funny. It's like stocking, stocking, mask. <laughs> stocking on top of his face. <laughs> All right. Well, cool, cool, cool. Well, uh, unfortunately, that'll bring us to the end of this week's episode. Wow. We'll see how close that is in edit. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this week, we're not as always, we are trying something new. So we're recording in each one of our houses downstairs in the Dragon's Dens. The Dragon Layers. <laughs> the Dragon Layers. I like it. I like it. Uh, and you can also find us online. That's right. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at Taste of Dragons for some fun content all week long. This week, we had a post. Mandy, you made us think about what would happen if we wanted to eat our Animal Crossing characters. And let me tell you, my thoughts are delicious. <laughs> Sometimes you play in and you get hungry. Oh, man. I'm waiting for that game to come out. Cooking Mama slash <laughs> Animal Crossing. Yeah, Cooking Mama Animal Crossing edition. <laughs> that would be the best. Looking at uh, you, Plucky. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but until we see you guys next time, uh, stay safe out there um, or stay safe inside there. Uh, please stay inside <laughs> your houses. Uh, <laughs> and um, those of you who are, you know, essential, uh, thank you always as what you do. We will and, always uh, thank you. Yes, we will. Every <laughs> single week. That's right. <laughs> for making this world run. That's right. Um, but as always, though, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. And I'm Joe. 
Have a great week, everyone. Oh, and we Brian. Are. Damn it. You made you know, it one week. <laughs> I made it one week. It's fine. We're, we're trying to get our zero days since Incident Time. Yeah, I know. Roll it back it's to okay. one. Roll it back. Roll it back. All right. And we are the, the Taste, Taste of, of Dragons. Dragons. Yeah. Oh, Have a great week, everyone. <laughs> Man, that's going to be so rough. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys.